pretty soon I learned in the business that to show up and like be successful, I had to redefine my own version of success. And I had to sort of detach and dismantle from a lot of these like traditional, you know, things I had learned in New York about how business was run or what it meant to run a business. And it started to kind of come into this other part of myself. And from being in Montauk and being connected to nature and being connected to a really amazing community of women out here. Yeah, I started like coming back into myself and really exploring and going like probably my first big spiritual awakening was in 2012. But then in 2014, 15, 16 is where I like went to the next level of that, the next level of my awakening, but the next level of like practical application, because that's part of spirituality too. It's not just like studying and learning and reading and meditating, working with crystals. It's like going out and doing things and, and trying to live you know, a little differently with more awareness and more integrity. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hi, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Cosmic Rx Radio. I'm your host, I'm your girl, I'm your cosmic consultant, I am Maddie Murphy. Well, what is popping? If you're new here, welcome. This is going to be a solo cosmic coaching episode where I'm going to break down one of my favorite techniques that I share with my community and my clients to align with Virgo season energy. We're going to be talking about what it means to be a boss witch and some of the ways I've learned how to do that. Some of my lessons from many years of messy but mystical business building. And before we get into all of that, I just want to make some announcements, the usual. We're going to do a little mailbag question. So grab a cup of something, sit back, kick your damn feet up, and let's do a little dive into the deep end of life. So announcements. I don't know when you're listening to this now or in the future. If you're in Virgo season, great. If not, that's cool. You can, anything in this little episode is applicable year round. And it especially can give you insight to like where you have Virgo in your chart, how to work with this energy. It may activate it. So if you have planets or placements there, you can apply it to that. Okay. And if you're listening to this in the present, hello, uh, announcement, we are opening up our Cosmic Fit Club, which is our community where we do everything and anything to get you aligned and feeling abundant and authentic AF. We do live group coaching. We do live circles. We do healings. We do embodiment workshops. We have a group chat that is popping off 24 seven and it's all about real community, not a Facebook community, not like a portal where you look at some PDFs. Those are fine, but that's not community. 
we need to band together because shit is getting crazy and there's a revolution happening and we need you all to be in the right spirit, right in the right mindset, in the right embodied place to own your most authentic self, okay? So that is something that's opening early September. Stay tuned for the early bird announcement special where you can get in on a little deal, love a deal. Other announcements, thank you all just for rating and reviewing the podcast. It means so much to us. Please go ahead. If you haven't done that, make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're leaving some ratings and reviews, sharing this with the baddie. I love to see it. It helps us out so much. And also I select one winner every Zodiac season from that randomly generated to win a one-on-one session with moi. So go ahead and do that if you haven't already. Please and thank you. Appreciate you so much. So before I get into a boss witch territory, let's look at the old mailbag. I feel like I need a sound effect. Like, Okay, so the question we have is from Sarah in Indianapolis, and they ask, how do you use astrology when you feel like you can't forgive yourself? And then they say, love you, which is so cute. Love you too. All right, let's, let's talk about this a little bit. First of all, I want to say, I think, yeah, Queen Oprah. Oprah, Queen Aquarius Oprah has a a quote, a sentiment about how forgiveness is not actually wishing that XYZ never happen, but instead just accepting that things happened as they did. And, you know, reading this, I know I am pretty quick to forgive and forget with other people, but self-forgiveness is something I can definitely struggle with. So with that note of, you know, not looking back and trying to change something or having regret, I would say from that point, you know, coming into acceptance of what you're trying to forgive yourself on through your birth chart, there are two spots in your chart I would look at. The two placements, the first would be Mars. Mars in our chart really helps us understand anger, frustration, and anger is fine. Anger is a healthy response in life. And sometimes we can be angry at ourselves, or maybe the thing that we want to forgive ourselves for has to do with anger actually at someone else, or maybe our boundary was violated, which is a very Mars part of our chart, whether there was harm being perpetuated to us, or we felt unsafe. So we acted in a way that maybe now we we, we don't really condone, or we don't consent to. So looking at Mars and looking at, first of all, how we can talk about anger, how we can feel our anger, the permission we feel to feel that is important. So I would say, you know, anger is not the problem. The problem is when we feel like we don't have a healthy outlet for that or that other people's anger is creating some sort of like misuse, manipulation or abuse. So I want you to look at your Mars in your chart and think about how can I let my anger out in a healthy way? How can I release some of that steam? Because without releasing steam or heat, forgiveness is just like putting you know, a bandaid on something or covering something up, you know, like putting a, a top or a lid on a, on a steam pot. It's still going to boil over. So how can we release that? Looking at our Mars helps us understand how we can do that. And the other reason Mars is important is because forgiveness in a true sense to me, it's not just about forgetting the thing or not acknowledging that we're, you know, we're pissed off or we're heartbroken or we're upset about it. It's also like Mars is associated with, you know, self-defense, passion, urgency, action. 
How do we get mobilized about something? And true forgiveness to me feels like, okay, that thing happened. I can't go back in the past and change it. But what I can do is I can take inspired action now. I can do something. If, if I hurt someone, maybe I hurt someone and that's what I need to forgive myself for. I can actively summon up my own Mars and be like, how can I make this better? Is it a forgiveness? Is it an apology I need to make to them? Is it through my actions that I need to show that I've changed? Am I forgiving myself for violating my own boundaries or sleeping on my magic or letting someone take advantage of me or or for not living up my full potential? Okay, great. Now I can use my Mars to summon my strength to take action to make that different. And that's how we can stop living in a place of like regret in the past. And the other component is the moon. You know, your moon is your inner child. It's your subconscious. It's the really tender part of you. So I would look to your moon and be like, maybe why did this thing happen that I need to forgive myself? What was this pattern or this cycle or this chapter of my life? What maybe did my moon need from me in that moment? And how can I understand that with compassion, maybe because of some inner child behaviors or some unmet needs or some part of myself that I just wasn't fully conscious to or that wasn't evolved, which can take away some of like the hate and the sting and the punishment, just trying to understand your moon and then be like, okay, now what does my moon need to move forward? You know, to either not do that again or to avoid that or just to feel more whole. Okay. So I would say, Mars and moon for forgiveness and self-forgiveness, especially. So I hope that helps you, Sarah. You're doing great, sweetie. You know, and just the fact that you're even asking shows awareness and a lot about, you know, astrology and psychology and self-work is ultimately figuring out boundaries, awareness, and consent. You know, what do we not consent to anymore? Jessica Lanyato, an amazing astrologer, always talks about that. And I think just having the awareness and just asking a question about forgiveness, it's like you're telling yourself, like, I don't, I just don't want to consent to this behavior anymore. I don't consent to it. And I want to make something better in my life or change it or transform or empower myself. So you're on the right track. You took the first step. Yay, you. Okay, so let's get into today. How to be a boss witch, what that means, how to do it in something, you know, just some digestible tips. These are your cosmic RXs for Virgo season. Why do we talk about boss witch during Virgo? Virgo is ruled by Mercury. Virgo is an earth sign. And Virgo is the part of our charts and the part of our souls that have a desire to be of service and to work and pay attention to the details and devote ourselves to helping others, helping ourselves. My friend Colin Bedell says, you know, Virgos make the best witches, lots of attention to detail, loves a good ritual and loves bringing, you know, mercury thoughts, things that can help us down earth side, making it super digestible. I am probably one of the, you know, my own living examples of this. I'm a Virgo with a Pisces moon. My Pisces moon is so drawn to spirituality and the metaphysical realm, mystical area of life. And then my Virgo has a desire to bring it to earth and make it super digestible and accessible. We give out little, you know, assignments, break it down, give you homework, give you your RX, your prescription. My Virgo is like, yes, spirituality, amazing. But like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what's my action step? Like, break this down for me, the one, two, three, I need it. So you know, for me, this is very, I I know from once I speak on this because I live it, I'm living this and I'm always 
just trying to understand this balance of you know being in a healing, intuitive, spiritual business. How do I make things accessible? And how do I really live that archetype of the, the boss switch in my own life? Like marrying those two worlds of being in the healing realm and dealing in the etheric realm, dealing in the, the realm of wanting to help people understand their energy they bring, you know, their inner child, their inner sex pot their higher self, understanding their purpose and their power and their pleasure. And then how do I, you know, do that in a way where I can also support myself and feel like I can run a business and scale it and hire people and have systems and structures in place and sort of bridge the world of wanting to bring this to many different types of people from all different walks of life and all different industries. Because that's really important to me right now. It feels like we're going through, and I have you know, been feeling this for many years, we're going through a shift, a paradigm shift. And a lot of it is going to run through the business world because that's how we affect change. People who run businesses are the ones who have a lot of you know purchasing power. They have hiring power. Like how we run our businesses is a really strong reflection of our inside world. You know, what motivates us? What are our values, our intentions? And that's why a few years ago, I really dedicated my time, like full time. I wanted to work with people who are entrepreneurs, creative visionaries, and just help them drop into more like heart-centered, purpose-driven leadership and focus on conscious businesses that really serve a community and serving like a higher purpose. So I'm going to give you like just my little starter tips and tricks. This is like hard stuff for me to talk about in a podcast because this could be five hours of me talking about it. And it has been that. I've run um, a six-month Cosmic Boss Mastermind where um, we broke down the six really important archetypes I believe that we need to be in that place of being an intuitive business person, heart-centered, purpose-driven leader. And we broke it down like a mindset tip, a strategy tip, a spirituality tip for each of those. So I'm like, I, I could talk about this for many hundreds of hours because I have. So this is going to be the starter. This is for you if you're already running a business and maybe you just want a little insight of how to do it in a more intuitive way, or if you're an intuitive, mystical, witchy person and you're looking to start your own business, or you could take this too if you work in a larger organization and, and apply it there. It's just for anyone who wants to be a leader. But I also do want to add a little side note of this is a very probably you're picking up on it and you have been since maybe 2012, 2016 brought in another hit and then 2020 brought in another wave of like, it's really important and a really strong time. If you have a gift to share with the world, you may be encouraged to start your own business or a side hustle because A, you know, you're feeling that calling because we have a great need for people to be of service and to help others right now and to help you know, lift the collective vibration, help people understand their patterns, why they do the things they do and make a big shift because that's where we're going energetically. And also there's just a whole with Uranus and Taurus, a seven year, huge seismic shift in money and how we can make money and the opportunities to do that and to create other revenue streams for ourselves and to create money from a place of being sovereign. And maybe it's not even money, but just abundance, security, safety, being able to provide for yourself in a way that doesn't have to look like the traditional ways of doing that, if that makes sense. So that's the why. This is why I'm so passionate about you know, intuitive business, being a cosmic boss, being a boss witch. And we have 
put the Cosmic Boss program on hold as we wanted to launch this podcast and we build our community. But we do have a wait list for we're going to be launching a Cosmic Coaching School in 2022, where we're going to teach you how to bring together all this business tips and metaphysical tips and everything from, you know, reading tarot and numerology and astrology and doing energy work to, you know, how to do mindful marketing and conscious content creation and how to, um, you know, do your taxes. <laughs> Bringing it together the things that's taken me the better side of like 10 years to put together all in one spot. So if you're interested in that, go to cosmicrx.com. There is a wait list there, or you can email us info at cosmicrx.com and just say, you know, coaching certification wait list. Okay. Again, there's so much I could touch on right now, but just a little bit of like my story I've always wanted to work for myself. Like, oh my goodness, since day one of my life, I always had little like side hustles go on. You know, obviously me and my sisters threw up many lemonade stand on our block. But even so much deeper than that, you know, I was always like hustling. <laughs> like summer break, I'd be like, okay, I want to make some money. I love working for myself. I love working. I love making my own money. And I love having purpose. So I mean, when I was in fourth grade, I would do my mom's QuickBooks for her real estate business, or I kind of pitched my mom on running a summer school out of my house and like teaching my sisters to keep their brains sharp. And I set up a whole, like I literally went to like a warehouse for teachers and got like all this like stuff on sale and like literally set up a little school and always like (laughs) selling like little I guess garage sale, consignment sales. I would sell my sisters all of like my used stuff in my room, which was actually kind of messed up because I would sell them some real garbage for like a dollar. But anyway, I've just always loved this and I've loved both my parents work for themselves. So I think I just had that like entrepreneurial itch mindset from day one. And then even when I graduated college, I was like, I just like the idea of going to a corporate job. I had worked corporate internships. Um, I did like the nine to five, the eight to seven, like in my summers off. And I was like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Like, I just felt really not ready for that. And I actually gave my parents a PowerPoint presentation of how like I shouldn't get a job right after college, how I should start my own business to make money to travel to expand my horizons and learn Spanish and all this stuff. And like, they were just like, whatever, like, I guess, like, fine. So me and my best friend, Jen Hattenbeck, we started a a party planning business for kids in our neighborhood, for parents and kids in our neighborhood. It was so much fun. We really had a hoot. And I did end up traveling to Costa Rica and living there for a few months. And it was amazing and did really expand my horizons. And even there, I was like hustling. It's just, I, I think I've always been that person. Like I'd rather work like six side jobs and gigs and have freedom than like be locked in to a job. And obviously in some ways I've paid for that of like <laughs> stressing about money or whatever. And then from there, just like I did work for a magazine for a little bit in a nine to five, but it just like Right during the economic collapse of like 2008, I was working for Real Simple as a freelancer or permalancer, as some people in our field called it. And, you know, I just felt like, oh, like it was 2008 and I was telling them that we should create like a Facebook and a Twitter for the magazine. And I just remember my boss was like, I don't know, I'll have to run that up the ladder and get their approval and there's lots of red tape. And I was being like, no, like this is it. Like this is going to be really big. This is where we're going. And even just that feeling of being slowed down or needing to wait for other people's approval or them sort of looking at me like I had two heads. I was like, F this noise. Like I just, I really hate that feeling. And then, you know, they didn't renew my contract and I left. So I was like, you know what? 
I'm going to go just start my own social media business. So I went to a few workshops. I went to like the social media week thing in New York City. And I just started being like, yep, I'm a social media like consultant manager now. This is in like 2009. And I think everyone's like, I don't even know what that means, but okay. And I started getting some clients and it was actually really fun and really successful-ish for me. Successful meaning that I could like kind of get by on it. But, you know, flash forward, I you know, went to IIN Institute for Integrative Nutrition. My mom had been diagnosed with breast cancer and I really felt called to wanting to help people and be of service. And this was in 2012, my Saturn return, my whole life fell apart. And I was like, I just want to do something meaningful. Yeah, it's cool to do like social media for, you know, realtors and whatever I was doing, like music festivals. But I was like, I want to, I want to really help people. And I actually had this weird dream where someone came to me in a dream and with a feather, like wrote in the sky, like healer. And again, this was 2012. I didn't even know what the fuck that meant. I was like, healer? Like, what am I supposed to like, what? I was like, so confused. Like that doesn't really like a word that I can use to describe myself. It feels a little like douchey. It feels a little also like I'm not like a a medicine person. Like it was weird. But then the universe is wild and will get you the information you need and will get you where you need to go. And that's also probably like the, one of the biggest umbrella things I'll say about being a boss witch is that you pay attention to the signs and you just trust the process and you just kind of don't focus so much on the how and the details. You just keep showing up. And I remember telling my sister, I was in a cafe in the East Village. And I was like, I think I want to get into something healing, but I don't know what that means. And I'm really intrigued by like, the power of food to heal people and green juices because my mom had used that in part of her breast cancer recovery and she'd had amazing results. And I was like, I don't know what. And literally like some woman was like, I couldn't help but overhear you. You're from Long Island and you want to get into green juice healing. She's like, I'm from Long Island and I just started my own green juice company and I went to IIN and it's amazing. And some of me and my sister were like, okay cool. And so, you know, that brought me to my next like leapfrog of life. And I ended up starting a cold press juice business in Montauk, Montauk Juice Factory, and then a a coffee shop. And it was was a whole thing. So like, I tell you all this backstory because first of all, like being a boss switch, I'm just going to honor means like you might not have a linear journey. Okay. Especially if what you're doing is really heart centered, really authentic. There's not a lot of college programs yet or things that are like this clear cut path. Like, Hey, you know, especially if you're doing something entrepreneurial, innovative, disrupting something, you have to trust that your journey may not be linear, but that each part of it is teaching you something. Each part of it is giving you like a tool, a superpower, an arrow in your quiver. That's going to be really important. So flash forward, I have these like amazing businesses. They're what I would had been kind of working towards. And all of my biggest life lessons I learned like through business, 100%. And it was cool. I was like, you had written a list out in like 2010 of what I wanted in a dream job. And it was like, you know, I want to help people. I want to live by the beach. I want to work with my family. So 2014, I'm doing all those things, making juices and elixirs and tonics, working with my sister in Montauk on the beach. It was perfect. But then like anything you manifest, you're like, oh, right. I manifested this and now I have to deal with some some stuff. Like the, the inner stuff doesn't go away. And I got really stressed out, really burnt out, working really hard. And I worked with a bunch of men. And I realized that like I couldn't do business the way that everyone around me was doing it. And we'd meet with other like companies 
and they would give us advice. And I was like, that just feels really off to me. Like our first meeting we ever took with a really successful juice business, and I won't name names, and I don't even think they're in business anymore, run by these like two really wealthy brothers. And they're like off the bat, they're like, why are you using organic produce? Like that's so bad for your margins. Like you're never going to survive. Like you got to stop that. Like just use, you know, conventional produce. Just put up a sign that says we try to use organic as much as possible and call it a day. And I was like, I don't know, that makes my stomach like sick, like in a knot. And I was like, is it silly that I'm like, I just really rather make less money and just do the right thing. And this was like, I had no coaching, no support. And I was like, kind of starting to work with my intuition, but not really. And it was, it was stressful. So pretty soon I learned in the business that to show up and like be successful, I had to redefine my own version of success. And I had to sort of detach and dismantle from a lot of these like traditional, you know, things I had learned in New York about how business was run or what it meant to run a business. And it started to kind of come into this other part of myself. And from being in Montauk and being connected to nature and being connected to a really amazing community of women out here. Yeah, I started like coming back into myself and really exploring and going like Probably my first big spiritual awakening was in 2012, but then in 2014, 15, 16 is where I like went to the next level of that, the next level of my awakening, but the next level of like practical application, because that's part of spirituality too. It's not just like studying and learning and reading and meditating, working with crystals. It's like going out and doing things and, and trying to live you know, a little differently with more awareness and more integrity. The things that I learned, and this is what I'm going to share with you about being a boss, which the first thing that I really, really want to stress to everyone who's you know listening to this at home is that we are, we're in a whole new paradigm shift. I was feeling it sort of intuitively back in 2014, 15, whenever, and it's just been proven to me around me time and time again now that I now know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's fact. It is, you know, word is bond. It is truth. It is like cemented for me. And so I want us to think about things that we're releasing to be a boss, which we want to release like running our business from the place of old patriarchal capitalistic constructs and the way those manifest within our ego. A healthy amount of ego is very healthy. A healthy amount of ego is what you need to protect yourself, is what you need to be seen is important. But when those like sort of old mentalities are woven in your ego, they can manifest in, uh, in your business feeling like a fear, uh, like a lot of imposter syndrome, this unhealthy you know, manifestations of this can show up as like an attachment to proving yourself or the need to perfect and control a uh, feeling really out of your body, very like reaction based, feeling ungrounded, feeling the need to only serve and preserve yourself over everyone else, an insatiable thirst for outward recognition and validation, unhealthy, you know, the ways that show up unhealthy in the old way of doing business is like operating always out of a space of competition in comparison. Oof, that's a big one. Um, and that kind of goes along with like lack and scarcity mindset. Like, oh my God, someone else's success is taken away from my success and everything like that's, oof, that's really unhealthy old business. And it's just not going to get you anywhere moving forward. I promise you. Other ways it shows up, just rattling some things off, obsession with results hyper judgment, whether it's of yourself or others, operate in your business out of survival mode or never feeling good enough, living in a place of feeling either really superior to others or those that you're working with or really inferior, hyper attachment to past, future, feeling like the victim, feeling constantly overwhelmed, 
no boundaries. That was a big one for me in business, like having no boundaries. Oof, I really learned. And, you know, when all of these thoughts and this old mindset and this paradigm is driving you, everything feels really personal. Like we, everything we take, everything that happens to us in our business feels really personal. Every comment, every criticism, every, you know, client proposal turned down, every sale you don't make, it's intense and it shakes you. Okay. And when I was operating my business out of this place, everything was hard. I just felt like very drained, like no color, no life in anything I was doing, which really took me out of being of service to people. Okay. When I started even the juice business, I was like, everything has to be energy. We're making cold pressed juices. These are very alive. I want them to be infused with frequency. So we would joke, we would sing to the juice and we made it. It was amazing. But you know, anything as your business grows, I didn't have the structures and systems and support, very Virgo things to scale the business and to scale myself as a leader, as a creative within that business, if that makes sense. I had no boundaries in the beginning. I was taking home no money. I ate, slept, you know, everything at my job, at my work, at my office. Everything was so personal to me. I felt like so much riding on me to prove myself. And I also didn't really feel worthy enough to say no to certain things, whether those were opportunities, partnerships, and whether those were like unhealthy asks being made of me. And it like, ooh, child, running the business out of that place caught up to me real fast, okay? So we don't want to run our businesses at a feeling, you know, exhausted, depleted, going into the intuitive heart center, which is really important for being a boss, which it's like, you know, releasing that pressure, releasing all those expectations of ourselves, and really dropping into, you know, more of the heart centered place, coming back into connection, into community, asking ourselves, like, what are those business paradigms that we're ready to see a shift in? Obviously, we're not going back to normal. That's not happening. If you're trying to run a business or do anything with a plan or a model that you had in before 2020, you're probably noticing it's not working because it's not meant to, okay? We're meant to go more into this heart-centered, community-driven kind of focus in our businesses. And this is just some ways that I've noticed when I am in these practices, this is how it feels to me and same thing for my clients. And it's been very powerful. We get to lead from a more embodied, authentic space. We don't have to worry about being like someone else or sounding like someone else or having their version of success or on their timeline because we're just trusting from this embodied place, ourself, our story, our knowledge, our timing. We have a strong connection to spirit you know, the root of the inspiration, the word inspiration is to bring spirit to all things. So, you know, how do you bring spirit to your business? How do you bring more truth to your business? How do you bring, what's your intention for why you're doing this? We get to connect into more flow and freedom. Oof, we love flow, right? We love flow. It's ease. We want to expand and scale with simplicity, grace, and ease, right? When we're leading from the intuitive heart center, we actually can find more time for stillness and groundedness, which is a funny little thing we learned about being a boss switch is actually the more that we slow down, the more that things actually speed up in a good way versus trying to run ourselves ragged. Um, we lead with gratitude and appreciation. We lead with openness and a sense of trust. And we lead with a desire for collective service, really thinking about the we instead of the me. We're not trying to do something to be better than someone or you know, even leading a company or organization in this hierarchical like approach of like, well, I've been here longer. I know more than you. Therefore, you have to listen to what I say. Therefore, I'm better than you. Really that, that we energy. We get to lead with an abundance constant consciousness. We get to lead with a sense of security and safety and a place of just acceptance of what is and focusing on the present. 
We also get to lead with self-responsibility instead of feeling victimized. That's really big. And we get to just love the journey and the process, less focus on the results, the outcome, the numbers, the like, ooh, the milestones, more about like the whole journey is, is the business and the joy of that and the healing energy of that. And we get to have a curious excitement for the unknown and creative problem solving and excited that we don't know how it's all going to work out, right? Like getting to be surprised by the universe. Leading from the heart center, it's a lot of listening to what people need around you instead of just trying to force like what you want (laughs) to put out in the world. And when the heart is driving, you're going to feel all this and you're going to fulfill your creative drive and feel pleasure when you're doing. But I'm not going to lie to you and say that this kind of business is without fear. Mm -mm, No. Business, (laughs) everything in business is taking a risk. Everything living heart-centered is shooting a big shot. Um, Nothing's guaranteed and that can feel really scary. But I want you to distinguish this kind of fear that you feel. It's more of like a giddy, like, oh shit, this is exciting. Riding a roller coaster, riding a motorcycle, surfing a wave, like falling in love energy versus like restricting, constricting, coming, dimming your light, folding yourself inward kind of fear. Okay. So, you know, being a boss switch, getting into that heart-centered place, this is like, those are the hows, you know, this is what we're doing. Being mission-driven, just shifting out of like, oh, I don't know, all these like really tired, manipulative, exhausting, like business practices, whether they're like sales tactics or hiring or HR or like even just the workday itself and like the structure of it, everything's up for grabs right now. The whole world is up for grabs. Everything is going through a shift. So now you get to really build intentionally what you want your day to be like. What do you want your business to be like? What do you want your team to feel like? You know, what you're doing. The rule book is out the window. Okay. So I want you to think about the first thing. I'm going to go through these and I want you just to reflect on these in journal. First thing, you got to find your why. Why are you doing what you're doing? And I want you to drop into like making a soul's mission statement because your why should be something that lights you up and connects into your purpose. And maybe you want to look at your birth chart to understand that more, your human design, but like, what's your why? Because you're going to need to come back to that because you're going to have some bad days. You're going to have some hard days. You're going to lose sight of it. And like coming back to your why, leaving that somewhere super like prominent where you can see it helps you stay tethered and anchored in the good way, right? And also helps you release control and surrender when you need to because your why Things are shifting and evolving fast. So if you have a business, say you want to like set out and you want to be a go full-time tarot card reading, but your why is that you want to help people and be of service and you want to empower people and you want to deliver messages to them that help them reconnect to themselves. You might do a few tarot card readings and then realize that what people really need from you is they want to learn how to read tarot or something like that. You might find out that you know, teaching them to read tarot is actually more helpful or that maybe you're being drawn to more, I don't know how to put this, like sometimes people think they have to leave their industries completely or like let everything go to be in a healing place. But sometimes people need more of your healing energy in your profession or bringing your gifts to the table in a different way. So I just say that connecting to your why allows you to move and groove with life instead of like drowning in this like one idea you have, right? <laughs> Two, I want you to create structures and systems, super important for being a boss witch, finding, you know, things that help you have a better, more balanced work life, rituals, routines for yourself, for your mind, body, spirit, but also in your business, like 
right off the bat, whether you're day one, you're day 1000, it's important to set out things that help you grow and scale and that can help you automate. Your energy is very important. And as you grow in your business, your energy is going to be focused on in higher levels, if that makes sense. So you don't want to be dragging yourself down with like, Mm, just like your booking system, like find the things right away that where your finances, your booking systems, your calendar, your content creation can feel really automated. And also finding out those systems for you that support you as the person who's like the vessel for the business. The other thing that I want to say is kind of going in that same flow. But number three, I would say start learning how to work with the moon, not for the man. We're going to you know, do a deeper dive with this um, in our community and probably do some workshops on it. But for me, detaching from that like hyper productivity, trying to be on nine to five, five days a week, and not even nine to five, you know, like seven to seven, go, 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 really made me feel burnout. And working with the moon phases, the actual like eight phases of the moon to manifest, to understand my productivity, to understand my creativity, to understand my rest really helped me in a huge way. And also understanding my personal moon was really important. Like understanding what were my days to feel really creative and my days for rest. Okay. I want you to think about number four, where you need to just question old business paradigms, question everything. Who says, says who, whether that's people telling you, you have to find a niche or you have to post certain times of the day, or you need to have things set up a certain way in your business, or that you can never make money doing this, that, the other thing, everything's up for grabs. So you're going to constantly need to question things that people are telling you and that old paradigms that you run up against. Okay, I want you to think about number five, you know, conscious content creation, whether that's Instagramming with intention and integrity, whether that's TikToking to tell your truth. I want you to think about social media. We can put so much pressure on it, you know, to post a certain amount of time, to look perfect, to have our graphics amazing. We don't care about that anymore. The perfectly curated feed is going out the window. Use your social media as your like amplification manifestation cord out to the world. What is the message you want to send out to people? What do you want to amplify? How do you want people feel when they see that message? Okay, thinking about that and bringing value to your community and your people from that, but without burning yourself out, without having to be like a dog and pony show or constantly like doing, you know, party tricks or making, driving yourself crazy with trying to post a million times a day. Again, that's not bringing the energy that you want, right? To the situation, to your business, to your community, to your people. And the last thing I'm going to say for now, if you're getting started, just remembering like no one is you and that is your motherfucking power. Like, I'm sorry, who cares about oversaturation? Who cares if everyone's doing something you want to do? Guess what? If you feel like you want to do it, that's because someone out there is praying, asking, manifesting for someone like you to lead the way, to hype them up, to inspire them. They need it through your lens, through your voice, through your experience, through your story, through your identity. They need it. Okay. So don't diminish that. And don't you dare insult the universe, insult source, God, spirit, divine, who gave you this gift to share with the world. Don't insult them by saying it's oversaturated. The market's too cramped, too crowded. It's been done before. It hasn't been done by you. Okay. I've thought that in the past, that almost stopped me from doing all of this, but you know, I got enough slaps upside the head from the universe just to say, do it, do your damn thing, girl. So I'm going to leave you on that note. 
Let me know how this goes. Tag me in photos at the Cosmic RX of you being a badass boss witch. Slide into my DMs. Let me know if you want more podcast content about intuitive business, conscious leadership. Yeah, I'm always here for you. That's why we're doing it. All for you. All right. Well, anyways, my boss witches, go out and slay and go spread your magic with the world. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.